is the SBI Show. Hello, everybody. I'm Ivis Galarsip, and it is Saturday, the day before the start of the FIFA World Cup. And I got to say, it does not feel like the normal day before the start of a World Cup. I'm coming to you from Qatar, Doha to be exact. Actually, a suburb of Doha. I'm from Al Rayyan. I can see one of the World Cup stadiums from my apartment. And uh, this, the, the fans have not arrived yet. There's some fans here. I shouldn't say no fans here. There's some fans here. Uh, I had a chance to get around the, the main center yesterday on Friday. Got a tour of the Fox uh, Studios. The, the, obviously, Fox is the, the U.S. rights holder for the World Cup. So they, 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 they showed us all their bells and whistles and the team they have out here, obviously. So they're ready to get going with their team covering the tournament. And it's uh, it's just, I don't know how to say it. I've, I've said it before. This is my fifth World Cup. And, you know, South Korea, Germany, South Africa, Brazil. Completely different vibes leading into a tournament than, than you're feeling here. The excitement is not here. And obviously it's a challenge. It's challenging on so many levels. And... The, the, the setup here for fans is not not ideal, right? We're not. This episode's not going to be all about that and everything that's wrong with this tournament. I just, I just can't help it when I get started with these um, these day, what have become now daily episodes of the podcast and the SBI show, and this is the thing that that stands out to me. This whole situation, this whole World Cup, is so weird, man. It is so. In FIFA, it, obviously, look, we all know the history of FIFA. And you just don't get the sense that things have changed very much. And, uh, you know, Gianni Infantino spoke to, the me- spoke to the media on Saturday and did himself no favors with just some of the things that he says. And I got to say, I missed the Gianni Infantino, who was, who was kind of the charming presenter at the awards, uh, at, the, at the draw, the Champions League draw. And, you know, when he was just some, you know, journalist with some charisma who could present awards and now the man is governing the sport for the entire world. And, and it's just, I mean, I, I mean, I remember we used to think Seth Blatter came off as very shady. Johnny, Fon, Johnny Infantino is, is just taking it to a whole nother level, but I digress. I'm going to get away, get away from the politics of things because I mean, we could go, we could have a whole episode on that. And maybe we will, maybe we'll get in a whole episode about politics and, and, and FIFA and Qatar and, you know, the latest now that no, there'll be no beer, no alcohol in the stadiums, even though initially that, that, that was supposed to be arranged. And, you know, it is what it is. Is anyone surprised that there are last minute changes? Not really. This is the situation we're dealing with. And if you're listening to this show, I don't, I don't want you to tune out because we're going to get right into talking U.S. men's national team because that's what we're here to talk about. Let's talk U.S. men's national team starting lineup options. Um, and I was going to save this for Sunday. I, I think we needed to have this discussion now. And for those of you who read SBI soccer and are subscribers, you will have seen my projected lineup. You will have seen my, my uh, suggested lineup. And they're very different, obviously. Usually, uh, not, I shouldn't say obviously, because it isn't always the case that they're different. But this time around, I think they were different. They, they, they were clearly different for a few reasons. For one, the, the main reason being, so, uh, several of the U.S. players that are normally considered the top choice guys for Berhalter are, are, are players who haven't been playing. And Berhalter has options who have been playing. 
and playing well. So that becomes the tricky option there, the challenge of do I go with the guys who have played for me and who have been my first choice guys but who have not been playing much lately or at all for some of them? Or do I go with guys who haven't played that much for me and haven't played that much for the national team in recent years, but they've been great for their clubs and they've been playing consistently and they've been playing as recently as a week ago, less than a week ago. And that's what's so different about this World Cup is that, you know, in in normal World Cup situations, teams go into a camp where they have two to three weeks to uh, to work together, to kind of get on the same level of fitness and and sharpness. Uh, This time around, you have such a disparity between the MLS players who, for some of them, have had a month off. I mean, Jesus Ferreira has had three weeks off going toward a month, and he's someone who's been, you know, you expect to start or you, you would think would start. But then you have a player in Josh Sargent who, who has been playing consistently week in and week out in Europe and up and, and just play, scored a goal a week ago. He's in better match fitness level right now. So there's some interesting decisions for Berhalter to make, and, and let's, go, let's go through the lineup real quickly. Goalkeeper Matt Turner, he's the guy, period. Yes, Ethan Hor- Horvath has been playing more consistently, more consistent minutes. So just purely on that, you could say Ethan Horvath. But look, Matt Turner's played some games for Arsenal. He's done well. And, he's, and more importantly, he's done very well with the men's national team in his opportunities that he's gotten. He's the guy. He's the reason Zach Steffen's not here. Not the only reason, but he's the reason because he is your starter. Now let's go to the defense. And the defense, there, there's, there's a pretty settled back four when you talk about Anthony Robinson, the left back, Aaron Long and Walker Zimmerman at center back, Serginho Dest at right back. That's your standard back four. However, there's some questions there. Serginho Dest has not been playing for AC Milan. He got some minutes recently in the last match before the break for Milan. Had a decent showing. He had a good showing off the bench, I thought, about 30 minutes or so off the bench. His first appearance in a while. He had a bit of a knock that, that had him sidelined for a bit. But do you go with him who's, who hasn't played much and he was held out of training the other day? Or do you go with someone who's been playing week in and week out consistently and playing at a good level, Joe Scally, who doesn't have many national team caps, but has been playing in the Bundesliga consistently and doing well, despite his young age? I don't know if you can go DeAndre Allen or, or Shaq Moore, considering they've both, neither of them have played in a month. So that's, that's a tough one for me. Like for me, if Dest is healthy, you go Dest. But I understand Scally, why you might want to go Scally. Especially if there's questions about Virginia Dest's fitness. Uh, he was held out of training, of, uh, I believe it was Tuesday, for quote-unquote load management. So Joe Scally has had the minutes. Playing in the top league at a high level. So he can do the job. I think he can do the job. But I can also see Berhalter going with Des because Des is just such a difference maker. So that's the real toss-up there. Now, Sergio Des spoke to the media on Saturday night in uh, Qatar time and uh, had, a, had an interesting exchange with the AC Milan defender. He, uh, he was asked a question about Wales and, and how Wales their tactical approach affects his play as someone who likes to get forward at, from the fullback position. And 
Uh, let's just say he was a little flustered by it. It seemed like he was really trying to hide something, whether whether it was some tactics or formations or, or personnel secrets that, that he didn't want to divulge in terms of the men's national team. Uh, it, it was interesting to see the, the calm, normally calm, cool, and collected Serginho Des uh, kind of scrambling for, for an answer. He actually paused his question at one point and, and turned over to Wes McKinney, who was laughing. He was he was just dying laughing because he could because McKinney could tell that that Dest was 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 kind of stuck and, and didn't know what to say. If you haven't seen the video yet, you can go to SBI Soccer. I have the full video there. Yeah, be sure to watch it. Uh, but among the things Serginho Dest did say is that he's ready to go. I'm feeling personally. I'm feeling good. You know, um, of course. Um, after the last game, I had a little bit of uh, you know um, fatigue, and right now it's going well. I'm ready to play, and uh, you know, as uh, as um, with the team, you know, like we're, we're really hyped for the game. We're all really concentrated, and uh, yeah, the game against Wales is really important. So, yeah, we're gonna give everything out there on the pitch. And at center back, Walker Zimmerman has been your guy, your top center back. He's been the, the, the most consistent center back. Miles Robinson going down injured, opened up the spot next to him. Aaron Long has been played there consistently, and he hasn't been at the level that he was at before the torn Achilles. No, you, can't, you can't really argue that. However, I don't think he's been as bad as some of his detractors want to say he's been. Uh, but having said that, he hasn't played in a month. And you have two other center backs in Cameron Carter-Vickers and Tim Ream who have been playing regularly and playing well. Carter Vickers with a very good team at Celtic. And Tim Ream in the Premier League for Fulham, high level. So for me, I'm going Walker Zimmerman and Tim Ream at center back. And I really do think that's who you're going to see. And I know that's going to blow some people away. The idea of a 35-year-old center back starting in the opening match. And is that, is that a recipe for disaster? That, that, fair question. The World Cup is not kind traditionally to older center backs, to older defenders. And I made this case on another show I was on. I don't even remember if, I don't know if I've made it on the SBI show recently, but it's a little different this time around, this World Cup. And the reason is, I think I have said it on the SBI show, but bear with me. Traditionally in World Cups, it's at the end of a long, full European, long, full season for European base players. So you get those older defenders who will have had a full season of games. And some of the high-level defenders, you're talking a full season of league, uh, European competition, Champions League, what have you, 50 matches. And all of a sudden, they have that entire workload of a full season, and then they have to go into a summer World Cup with that full load in their legs, full season. So you can understand why in those cases, a lot of times, the older defenders could struggle. Tim Ream, this time around, different situation. He's, he's a third of the way less a bit less than halfway through a season he's fit he's ready to go he's not worn down by a by a 50 game schedule on in his legs so that's why it's a little different and that's why you can see tim ream have this opportunity to start and i think he absolutely could start and i think for me if you ask me who i'm betting i'm betting tim ream starts at center back next to anthony robinson his guy who he has started next to for multiple years now at fulham so you like that combination and that familiarity that they have together. So yeah, so right there, multiple reasons to start Tim Ream. So that's why I think you're going to see Tim Ream. So I see that as the back four you're going to see 
against Wales on Monday. As far as midfield goes, Tyler Adams locked in starter. He, uh, the captain has not been named yet, as far as we know, as far as I know. But to, to, for me, Tyler Adams should be the captain. I think he will be the captain. But he is your starter as your defensive midfielder. Eunice Musa, I believe, should he can and should and will be another starter in central midfield. But then you have the third spot, where Weston McKinney has uh, been out of action. He's been, he was injured with Juventus. He, he, he had a setback, apparently, fairly recently, just before the break. So there's questions about where he is in terms of his fitness. Now, McKinney also spoke to the media. He and Dest actually were together when they spoke to the media on Saturday. Uh, and he, as far as McKinney uh, sounded, he sounds like he's, he's feeling really good. And, and one thing he did kind of divulge was that the team did have a, in his words, a friendly. They played a friendly against a local team. I mentioned it in a recent episode. It was one of those things where, where U.S. soccer tried to, to not call it a friendly or not call it a scrimmage. They tried to call it a training exercise, and apparently McKinney missed that memo and uh, thought it was pretty funny that he actually called it uh, a friendly. Uh, the U.S. scored a bunch of goals in that game, and it sounds like McKinney did play in that game. And, and the big takeaway from his comments on Saturday is that he sounds like he's feeling good, and he's also ready to go against Wales. The week has gone good. Um, I came in, um, obviously, in my personal um, position or how I am or how I'm doing in terms of recovery. I, I came in um, good. I came in uh, at a, you know, a pace that was controlled at by Juventus and by the national team. They were both working together to make sure that I'm 100% fit here. So uh, I came in, did a couple days of, of just, you know, maintaining and, and, you know, keeping it under control. And uh, yeah, we played the friendly the other day, and, and I felt good, felt ready to go, and, and yeah, that's where I'm at. He has not played in a while. And you have Brendan Aronson, who comes in in outstanding form, playing for Leeds, playing great. High-level Premier League, shining, impressing every single week. And it's no coincidence that for the first time in a long time, if ever, Greg Berhalter had... Aronson listed in midfield on the roster coming into this, into this World Cup, as opposed to having him listed as a forward because he's played mostly as a winger in the, in the Berhalter setup. So for me, Berhalter, uh, Aronson's your guy. You go Aronson, Musa, Adams. That's your three. And you can obviously bring Weston McKinney in. You could get him ready for the England match because I do think he'll play against England. But I don't know if you go with Weston McKinney not having played in a while into this match, into this first match. So that, that, that's, the, that's the question. If you're Greg Berhalter and you say, well, you know what? I'd rather play McKinney against Wales, not at, not at full fitness, and have Aronson go at England. I could see that too. That's totally fair. And look, this is a good problem to have between Weston McKinney and, and Brendan Aronson, right? That's a pretty good problem to have. Now moving into the front three, that's where real, some real interesting, interesting decisions. Christian Pulisic, he's your guy on the left wing. I don't think there's much debate about that. He's healthy. He's ready to go. Obviously, he hasn't been playing as much as you'd like to see him play for Chelsea consistently in terms of minutes. But he's your guy locked in left wing. Now, the right wing. You have two options. Very good options. Gio Reyna, number one, who I think is going to have an amazing World Cup, but who still has, as much as he's been playing more and more for Dortmund, he he has been, they've been careful with his minutes. And he's played 10, I believe he's played in 10 matches in the last five weeks or so, but he hasn't, you know, he hasn't played more than 60 minutes at any of them. So he's, they've been watching it. They've been keeping, you know, they don't want to wear him out. 
So you have Giorena and Tim Weah. Tim Weah, who was great in World Cup qualifying, who did, who did have his own injury issue as well, but he's back. Played two games at right back, actually, for Lille, which was, a, which was an interesting little wrinkle. But he is someone who absolutely can start. So what do you do? Do you go Reina or do you go Weah? And for me, like Reina is such an important player for this World Cup. But I think you have to be careful in managing him. And, I, and for me, I think he's so important against England that I, I personally, I would start Weah. I would start Weah against Wales and bring in Reina second half. Bring in Reina at halftime. Bring in Reina 60th minute. Fresh, going at that Welsh defense. And then have him ready to go start against England. I want to see Giorena in the starting lineup against England. Because I'm telling you, I think Giorena's going to have an outstanding World Cup. And him against England, I mean, he could be a terror for them. He could be a handful for England. So that's a tough, that's a tough decision. And last but not least, striker. Jesus Ferreira has been the option for a while now. He's been, he's been Berhalter's preferred option at, at, at striker. He's coming off a great season in MLS. He's, he's shown some good flashes uh, as your first choice striker, even though he's not like the traditional striker. To tradition, he's not a traditional target striker, but he does good things in Berhalter's system. He's excellent pressing from the front. He combines well. His finishing is improved. But he hasn't played in three weeks now, going on a month. And you have Josh Sargent, who has been playing. So for me, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I'm, I personally, I think you go Josh Sargent. Although you can argue, yes, Ferreira has been playing with these guys more recently. He, he has, he had more, he's had more minutes with this group. He's more familiar with them. Josh Sargent has been out of the mix for, for a couple of years now, or a year or so, a year or two. So I remember him being part of the Nations League, obviously. But after that, he's kind of fallen off. He had that drought of no goals for, for a, a year, it seemed like. So he, so he was out of the mix, but he's been great at Norwich City this year, playing striker as opposed to playing on the wing the year, like he did the year before. So for me, hey, Sar- I, I personally, I start Josh Sargent. Although I can see Burhalter choosing to go with Ferreira. If, he, if Ferreira's uh, fitness levels are, are good enough, despite the fact he hasn't played in three weeks, that's the big question. But for me, I go Josh Sargent. Get his physicality, although you can argue maybe Josh Sargent is better suited to face England with his physical presence. His, you know, he's a strong striker. Jesus Ferreira is a bit of a trick, you know, quicker, mobile forward in that striker role, but he's not physical. He's not physically imposing to deal with England's strong, big, strong physical center backs. So you can, so you can definitely make an argument. Start Ferreira against Wales. Start Sargent against, against England. I could definitely see that. However, we all know how important the first match is at the World Cup. And winning that first match, I believe the stat is, you know, if you win your first match at the World Cup, you're like an 80 some, 83% around there to advance to the knockout rounds by winning your first game. Set, you set yourself up beautifully winning that first game. So that's where you kind of like go, can you really save guys, quote unquote, save guys for England? And I, I, I wouldn't call it saving them, but I would call it preferring to play them against England based on where some of them are in their fitness. And, and so that, that, that's where it's a little tricky for me. You want to go after these three points against Wales. You need these three points against Wales. And that's why I'm a little concerned about potentially tr- trotting out a lineup 
with several players who haven't played in a month. That feels like a recipe for disaster. That's a, that's a bit of a tricky one. But on the flip side of that, do you run a risk by playing a lineup that hasn't played many matches together? A, a group that isn't as familiar with each other. That's the tricky one. And that's where not having a camp, a two, three-week camp before the World Cup, that, that's where that hurts you. You've had days here in Qatar, just, a, just less than a week. You've had a handful of training sessions. So if these guys don't know each other, if they didn't already know each other, they, they're not going to figure each other out in two or three training sessions here. It's not going to happen. So that's the challenging thing. That's the, the, the challenge that Greg Berhalter faces choosing his starting lineup. So not an easy one. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be him, but if, I, it, but if I were, if I were the head coach, if Greg Berhalter calls me tonight and says, hey, who should I start? And no, he's not calling me. He might call me to ask me what sneakers he should wear. That's about it. But he's not calling me to ask me the line for lineup, lineup uh, suggestions. But if it's me, I'm leaning towards the guys who've been playing consistently more recently. Over, except for Walker Zimmerman. I think Zimmerman's the exception for me. I think he plays even though he hasn't played in a month. He's the one where I, I, I'm okay with him. I think he, he, he would be fine. But you can't have four or five guys who haven't played much. You can't. I mean, me personally, I don't think you can. I think that's too risky so we'll see but that's all for this episode of the sbi show we will have our world cup preview episode uh dropping on sunday morning so look out for that we'll get into some predictions we'll look at the groups a bit and we'll talk more national uh u.s men's national team as well we're we're, going to be talking to some of the players on saturday evening so i'll bring you some of that some of that audio as well and uh uh see if we have any more news on, on where some players stand in terms of their fitness. I mean, you have Jesus Ferreira, Aaron Long, Serginho Dest, and uh, Weston McKinney all speaking to the media on Saturday. Interesting foursome. Could all four start? Could all four be out of the lineup? That's, that's the tricky question there. So, you know, could it be a little misdirection by uh, Greg Berhalter and U.S. national team bringing those four out and then all four don't start? So. That, it wouldn't shock me in the least because you got to do what you got to do. You got to like, you know, you got to try to play some mixed direction sometimes, especially at the World Cup. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But uh, definitely thank you for listening and hope you all appreciate the, the regular episodes. But that's it from here in Qatar. Uh, make sure you check out the next episode, which will be our official World Cup preview episode before things kick off on Sunday between Qatar and Ecuador. But that's all for now uh, here in Doha. I'm Ivis Kalarsep. And this is... The SBI Show.